Thank you for being here today. I welcome you to Mount Airy Baptist Church. So grateful to see you today as we worship a living Savior. Donald Barnhouse was a well-known Presbyterian pastor and author. One day he was sitting in his car with his 11-year-old son and he was reading Psalm 23. And he came to that familiar verse in verse 4 that says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Dr. Barnhouse's 11-year-old son said, Dad, what, what is the shadow of death? And about that time, an 18-wheeler passed by their car, blocking the sun for just a second. And he said, well, son, would you rather get hit by that truck or by its shadow? You see, for Christians, death is not something that can hurt us. Nor is it anything that we need to fear. Death is just a shadow that we pass through. And so I want to ask you today kind of an unusual question. Has anyone ever explained to you why death doesn't have to scare you? Has anyone ever walked through the Scriptures and showed you from the Word of God why death doesn't have to scare you? The answer to that question may surprise you a bit, why death doesn't have to scare you. And I want to show you from the Word of God in Hebrews 2, it gives us some fascinating insight into death. We're going to put it on the screen. Let's look at this together. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels. That's talking about His humanity. That when He came to be a part of our world, He was made a little lower than the angels. Now crowned with glory and honor because He suffered death. So that by the grace of God, God offering something we don't deserve. So that by the grace of God, He might taste death For everyone. You see the Bible says in Romans 6.23 that the wages of sin is death. Our sin brings death into our lives. I want you to hear that again. That's so important. Our sin brings death into our lives. And that is without exception. No one is exempt because we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Therefore, that means that death is a part of our future. And yet, our future can be changed. See, that's the real message of Easter. Your future can be changed. Look at the text, and I think you'll see what I'm talking about. First of all, it says, He suffered death. Right in the middle of the verse. He suffered death. That's a reference to the cross. Jesus came into the world for that very purpose, to suffer death. His death on the cross was not easy, nor was it costless. It was a suffering death. What Jesus felt while dying on the cross was not just the physical pain, though that would have been horrific. But in addition to the physical pain, He also experienced all the punishment for all the sin of all time. He was guilty of no sin, yet He suffered for all sin. That's why it was a suffering death. He was guilty of no sin. But he suffered for all sin. And it says, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. That includes you. That includes me. 
That's how Jesus demonstrated His love for you. He tasted death for you. We'll explain what that means in a minute, but just think about this. He tasted death for you. But He not only tasted death for us, He wants to free us from the fear of death. You see, this fear, this fear of death is a universal fear. Some fear it more than others, but it is a universal fear, especially for those who do not know Christ as Savior. If today, if you have, have experienced a fear of death, I've got a verse for you in Hebrews chapter 2. Again, the same chapter, just a few verses later. Look at these verses. Since the children have flesh and blood, that's us. Since the children have flesh and blood, He too, Jesus, shared in their humanity. He became flesh and blood like us. So that... By his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all of their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. You see, the thing that terrifies people more than anything else is death. Before I became a Christian, as a young boy, I used to fear going to sleep at night because I was afraid I was going to die. And I feared death. Jesus experienced death for you. And listen to this. He didn't just experience death. But three days later, God raised him from the dead. And because God raised him from the dead, he conquered the one who held the power of death so that he could give us eternal life. John eleven twenty five. 25, Jesus one day said these words, I am the resurrection and the life, and he who believes in me will live even though he dies. See, here's what Easter Sunday is really all about. I don't know if this is good English, but let me explain to you what Easter Sunday is all about. Jesus brought death to death. That may not be good English, but it's good theology. Jesus brought death to death. The thing that has defeated us did not defeat Him. Jesus gives us victory over our greatest enemy because Jesus gives us victory over death. I don't know if you've heard or not, but just yesterday, I preached the funeral for Jim Wilson. Wonderful, godly man. Had it right here in the sanctuary and You know, for me as a pastor, I need to explain something to you. For me as a pastor, funerals are a lot like weddings. And here's what I mean by that. In weddings, I have a unique perspective that nobody else has. In weddings, the the groom and the bride are standing right in front of me. You're looking at the back of their heads. And I'm looking in their faces as they declare their love to one another. And as they become husband and wife. And I'm the only one that gets to see that. You say, well, what about the attendants? They see the side. I'm looking dead into their face. I'm this close to them. And I get to see their faces. I have a perspective you don't have. That's true for funerals too. It occurred to me that in this funeral I had yesterday, everybody that was here today, we had a, that yesterday we had a big crowd, and all you could see was the back of the heads of the family members. But I could see their faces. Can I tell you what I saw on their faces? I saw grief on their face. But then I saw hope in their eyes. And you can't fake that. 
You can see the hurt of grief in their faces, but you could see the hope of heaven in their eyes. You see, somebody said, if you really want to know what what being a Christian is all about, if you really want to understand what we believe as Christians, go to our funerals. Go to our funerals and you'll see what we believe as Christians. You'll see what it means to belong to Jesus if you'll just go to a Christian's funeral. You see, death is not something we fear because Jesus Himself has given us victory over death. In fact, Paul wrote these words about death. Look at it on the screen. He says, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is what? Who says that? Who says, I tell you what, if I die, it's going to be my gain. It's going to be to my profit. Who has that perspective? I know who has that perspective. Somebody who has experienced victory over death through Jesus Christ. Somebody who no longer fears death because their Savior, the living Lord, has conquered death. And you don't have to fear what Jesus has conquered. He has defeated your greatest enemy. And because He has defeated your greatest enemy, He has and does give us victory over death. Now, the best passage I know of to describe that to you is in 1 Corinthians 15. Would you open God's Word there quickly? 1 Corinthians 15 I'm not going to preach through this passage, but I want to read it to you. It is so self-explanatory, so powerful, so beautiful. 1 Corinthians 15, Paul explains how Jesus has given us victory over death. We've been going through 1 Corinthians 15 on Sundays during the month of April, this Easter series. Today I want to read beginning of verse 51 and read through verse 57. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. Paul is writing to Christians, and he's saying there's coming a day when Christ will come back and we won't all die. Okay, that's what he means by we will not all sleep. Uh, There may be the day he comes back before you die, and that's what he means by we will not all sleep. But he says, but we, Christians, believers in Jesus, we will all be changed. And then he goes on to say this, He describes how this change will take place. He says, in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, when Christ comes back, is what he's talking about. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed. And that's why I call this series Changed. It's right there in the text. And we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. And when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Watch this. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Can I tell you why you don't need to fear death? Because of Jesus Christ, His death, His burial, and His resurrection, death has been swallowed up in victory. Paul goes on to say, O death, or where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, watch this, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not going to preach that passage to you, but I would like to summarize it for you with three statements. Jesus has taken the sting out of death, He's taken the gloom out of the grave, and He has taken the dread out of death. He has taken the sting out of sin, He has taken the gloom out of the grave, and He has taken the dread out of death. Of death. 
You see, when God raised Jesus from the dead, He was not just showing you what He did for Jesus. Look up here for a moment. He was not just showing you what He did for Jesus. When God raised Jesus from the dead, He was showing you what He wants to do in your life. 1 Corinthians 6.14, By His power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and He will raise us also. Romans 6.4, We were therefore buried with Him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. The truth of the matter is Easter is... And the empty tomb was not for Jesus. Easter and the empty tomb was for us. Let me show you in Scripture, Romans 4. He was delivered over to death for our sins. The cross was for us. And was raised to life for our justification. Easter was not for Jesus. The empty tomb was not for Jesus. It was for you and for me. Now listen to me, Easter is not just an amazing story in the Bible, though it is an amazing story, would you agree with that? Easter is not just an amazing story in the Bible, Easter is God's way of showing you that you don't have to fear death, and your life can be different. You don't have to fear death, and your life can be different. Your past can be erased, your sins can be forgiven. Your story can be rewritten. And your future can be better than you ever dreamed possible. I read the story recently of a Muslim man who became a Christian in Africa. His friends were pretty upset with him and they asked with indignation, why did you become a Christian? And he answered, well, it's like this. Suppose you're going down the road and suddenly the road forked in two directions and you didn't know which way to go. And there at the fork in the road were two men. One dead, the other alive. Which one would you ask which way to go? There is hope for you and me, ladies and gentlemen, because Jesus is alive. And He can show us which way to go in life. He can show us how to live a different life. And He has the, ha- the power to make that possible. You see... If you don't understand anything else today, I hope you understand this. Easter is an invitation. It's about God offering to rewrite your story. The, this, this difficult chapter some of you are living in right now, that difficult chapter you're living in right now, it doesn't have to be the last chapter. Your life doesn't have to stay the way it's always been. Because Easter is for you. And by the way... It's, it's for you just the way you are. Not some improved version of you, but it's for you. Sinful, prideful, stubborn, struggling, lustful, addicted you. See, Easter is more than just a day of beautiful music, and it's more than just a day of, of an amazing story, and it's more than just a religious, religious holiday. Easter is an invitation to a completely different life. And that life was made possible by Jesus. 1 John chapter 5. I want you to find that in your Bibles over towards the end of the New Testament and find 1 John. No, I'm sorry. The Gospel of John chapter 5. The Gospel of John chapter 5. I love, love, love this verse. 
It's highlighted in my Bible. Maybe you want to highlight it in yours. John chapter 5, verse 24. I'll tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Not will have, but has right now eternal life. And will not be condemned. He has crossed over from life to death. You saw it in your Bibles, but just look this way and let me illustrate it for you. That phrase, He has crossed over. Crossed over from life to death. I bet somewhere in your life you have crossed over a river. You were on one side and you crossed over to the other side. And the reason you were able to cross over from this side to the other side of the river is because somebody put a bridge there. And that bridge enabled you to cross over from this side to the other side. Can I say to you today that the Lord Jesus Christ is the bridge God put there for you. That you could cross over from the death you deserve to the life He offers. You see, Jesus was on the other side. He was living with the Heavenly Father in heaven, in life, eternal life. God sent His only Son to come to this side where we are. And when He died on the cross, He was establishing that bridge. And when He came up out of the grave, God was completing that bridge. And the bridge between death and life, the bridge has a name, and His name is Jesus. And Easter is God's invitation for you to walk across that bridge by faith. Easter is God's invitation to say, you don't have to have... uh, a perfect life, just walk across the bridge by faith. Easter is God's invitation to say, listen, you don't have to stay over here and fear death. You can walk over to life if you put your faith in Jesus. Easter is God's invitation to say, listen, your life doesn't have to be the way it's always been. Walk across the bridge and cross over from death to life. I did that when I was 11 years old. And I told you I used to fear death when I was a young boy. I used to fear going to bed and going to sleep and afraid I wouldn't die. I mean, my mom used to pray that prayer with me. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. That used to scare me to death. You mean I might die tonight? And so I go to sleep worrying about if I should die before I wake. I can tell you with all honesty, I don't fear death anymore. I still want to hang around for a little while longer. I still want to be with my family. I don't fear death at all. There is nothing to fear. Because I have crossed over from death to life. What is there to fear when Jesus is the bridge that made it all possible? Ladies and gentlemen, Easter is not just good news. Easter demands a response. Best-selling author Max Licato has written over 120 books and over a million copies sold, or 100 million copies sold. He wrote something about the choices that we make. And I thought it was so insightful. I'm going to quote it for you. He said, you can afford many wrong choices in life. You can choose the wrong career and survive. 
you can choose the wrong city and survive. Or the wrong house and survive. But there's one choice that must be made correctly, and that is your eternal destiny. That's the choice you can't get wrong. But just simply understanding what I've talked about today is not enough for you to go to heaven. In fact, just agreeing with me today is not enough for you to go to heaven. There has to be a response on your part. You have to decide that you want to cross over that bridge from death to life. God made the bridge possible through Jesus. You make the decision whether or not to cross it. The Scripture puts it this way, that if you confess with your mouth, look at that phrase, that if you confess with your mouth, that's your response. Easter demands and deserves a response. That if you confess with your mouth, if you respond with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. That's, that's declaring, Jesus, I want to make You the Lord of my life. That's your response. You're making a decision. You're making a response. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart. Believe what? That God raised Him from the dead. You will be saved. You see, the resurrection changes my future. And the resurrection can change your future too. And if you're ready to make that commitment, I want to help you. If you're ready, look up here for just one more time. If you're ready to cross over from where you are to where God is. If you're ready to cross over from death to life. I want to help you do that this morning. I want to ask you to bow your heads. We're going to do this privately. Some of you, this is your very first time at Mount Airy, and I'm so glad that you're here today because God loves you and He brought you here so that you could hear that the chapter you're living in right now doesn't have to be the only chapter of your life. God can write a new chapter. But it starts. It starts with your response. Right here today. If you're ready to make that decision, I'm going to close in just a moment with a prayer that you can pray to begin your relationship with God. It's a prayer that I prayed many years ago. And that day, I crossed over from death to life. I was just 11 years old. But can I say to you, I've never, ever, ever regretted that decision. Never. You can cross over today as well. You don't have to fear death. Jesus conquered death when He came out of the grave. And now He offers you eternal life. Listen, only the one who conquered death can offer you eternal life. I want to ask you to pray with me. And you don't have to pray out loud. You can pray from your heart. There's nothing magical or mystical about the words we're going to use. It really is the attitude of your heart that says... I'm confessing with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. I'm giving Him control of my life. And I believe in my heart, God really did raise Him from the dead. If you make that your heart statement, your statement of faith, the Bible says you will be saved. You. Just as you are right now. Not a better you, not an improved version of you, but you right now can be saved.
So pray this prayer with me if you'd like to commit your life to Christ. Father, today I recognize my sin. And I'm convicted by the way I've lived my life. I turn away from my sin. And I am confessing with my mouth. Jesus is Lord of my life. I believe, Heavenly Father, that you raised him from the dead. And that you can give me a new life. And that you can give me eternal life. So come into my heart and save me. Change me. And I commit to live the rest of my life for my Savior. And I ask this in the name of Jesus. With every head still bowed, every eye still closed, no one else looking around except me. If you prayed with me today, just so I can thank the Lord for you, would you just slip your hand up? You don't have to say anything. Just If you just prayed that prayer with me, I'm looking around right now, hold it up for just a moment. If you prayed with me today to trust Christ, just hold your hand up right now. Hold your hand up, all right? Thank you, I see that. God bless you. Thank you so much. Somebody else, just hold your hand up. and Preacher, I, I pray to receive Christ. I'm stepping over from death to life. Just another moment, if you would, just hold your hand up. Thank you. Absolutely, I see that hand. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Father, we rejoice with those who today are saying, yes, I'm putting my faith in Christ. His death, His burial, His resurrection. I'm believing He can give me a new life. I'm believing He can forgive my sins and give me a new eternal life. And Father, we are grateful for those who have said yes. I pray that others will follow in their footsteps. As we cross the bridge that Jesus made possible from death to life. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.